HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid Pairing app, available on Android and Apple devices. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Now tell me Welcome to Love Bites, where dining and dating collide, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Today is Monday, December 14th, 2015. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Orpozo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34 straight, and this week I am so happily single. And I am your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender, and server. You can check me out at Ben Rosenblatt Actor. Com. I am 33 straight and also still after 14 weeks of doing this show single happily single or meh, single I'm doing good me too I'm feeling I'm back to feeling good uh, today is our final show of 2015 Benny uh, and we want to say thank you all for listening Ben and I have years and years of experience acting writing and working in the food world but this has been our first foray into radio uh, yay Thank you, Liz. This is our new favorite thing. Aw. So thank you to those of you who have listened as we've learned for the past 14 weeks. And for those of you newly turning in, we hope you will stick around. Uh, We come back to Heritage on Monday, January 4th at 4 p.m. We're going to dig even deeper into issues of the heart, and we've got some spectacular people on the roster coming up to join us. Plus, as soon as we return, we'll be exploring our little sociological study in dating communication. Uh, What do we believe to be true versus what our exes believe to be true about why our past relationships haven't worked? Um, How does what we think and speak change the longer we've been broken up? Uh, We've been asking our exes these questions, and it's been a really interesting process so far, and we promise to share what we've learned in full when we come back. So please come back and join us in 2016. 
Until then, we'd love to have you review us on iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, and show your support for public radio by making a tax-deductible donation to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are so thankful for what Heritage allows us to do, and we want to help them and all the other fantastic shows, 39 shows every week plus specials, continue in good health. Uh, we're at about 60% of our $100,000 goal, $100, goal for the year. Uh, so please make your tax-deductible donation today. You can get a $60 personal membership, a $120 family membership, or a $500 business membership, which lets you underwrite our show, just like our sponsor today, the Wisconsin Cupid, Cheese Cupid. Uh, you're going to be hearing about them a little bit more later. So I'm talking so much already, and I'm boring myself. I know. I'm so, boring myself so right now. now. I'm exhausted. Let's just move. Let's do it. Finally, get me out of get me out of the dribble. After you've laid out, but no, all but of seriously, that. go to heritageradionetwork.org, click on the beating oh heart, God. and donate to us. We love they you. Thank get you. It. All right. Now that all of the obligatory end of season information is Next laid season, out on the I table get for to be you, the, the fun cop. It's time to move on to today's Let's show. Let's move on. Uh, before we ever went live on the air, we had two demo shows that we recorded. Which are pretty to, awesome. To uh, kind of work our chops up mm-hmm. a little bit. And we had two separate guests for those shows. One was Andrew McLeod, a manager with Union Beer Distributors. And, and the other was Anthony Raymond, a playwright and the artistic director of the theater company Elsinore County. They were pretty fun shows. Maybe a little rockier well, than some of the ones we, that uh, yeah. have been a little polished, but we uh, learned a lot. only at our fault, not of the fault exactly. of our guests at all. Um, and you could check that out at lovebitesradio.com. But today, for our final show, we have asked both Andrew and Anthony to come back into the studio to join us, and we're just going to have a good time. We're sitting here with a big pitcher of beer, some wine, some tequila. We've, like, we're pulling out all the stops, and uh, we're going to have a slightly inebriated roundtable <laughs> discussion, hammering out our opinions on some dating cliches. So first, Andrew, Anthony, welcome back to the Love Bites Radio studio. Thank you, Thank you guys. Us. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming, gentlemen. Here. I'm a lucky girl in the studio today. Hmm. I don't know, three, three dapper, handsome gentlemen. Three very handsome gentlemen. Have your full attention. Who I've known for so long. I've known all three of you for so long. All right. It's been a while. Let's I'm get getting, into I'm these. getting all sentimental oh, in my rosé. Stop with sentimental ta- <laughs> sentimentality, all right? Let's get into the dating cliches, okay? Too long. Too um, long. <laughs> so, so let's just, I'm just going to throw one out here. Throw one out there. And we'll just discuss our opinion on these dating cliches. Here's one. Timing is everything. Or... It's not who you meet, it's when you meet. Well, that's our guest first. To uh, I, I agree to some extent. I think it's, um, yeah, it's nice to be employed when you meet someone. It's <laughs> like something in your bank account. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if I met the girl I'm with right now, um, woman I'm with right now, uh, like two years ago, probably wouldn't have worked out. Why wouldn't it have worked out? Just my job situation at the time. I was traveling like three weeks out of every month, and I was also miserable, I guess would probably be an issue as well. Um, and yeah, I, I just I, I was in a relationship for a little while during that job, but I broke it off. Um, relationship wasn't really working out, but it was just uh, having uh, an all-consuming career at the time. And traveling the amount I was traveling just wasn't uh, ideal. So then let me ask you this. If it's really about the timing, do you think then if you had met the girl who you broke it off with during that time after you got 
finish that and we're in the position you were now, you might be no. with her. No. Or, okay. <laughs> so that's just, an outlier. That anyway. one was just like off Yeah, the but table. If, I, if I met the girl that I'm with right now, she probably wouldn't have stuck around. What about you, Anthony? Uh, I don't think timing is everything. I don't think anything is everything. Uh, I think timing is just another You're variable. So deep. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, no, not, I'm not trying no, to get all like <laughs> Buddhist on you or anything. I just, I just think there's a lot of variables, and it's just one of them. And I don't think you should put too much stock into something like that. I think, yeah, it does play a factor, but uh, but it's not the only thing, you know. Well, I have a question since I have three gentlemen in the room. Is that a, a thing that goes around for women is that they talk about men who have their light on. That literally, like, men are like taxis. I've never and heard that before. I've, I've, I've heard that before, both uh, from What does women. that mean? It means, like, like taxis. When like, a guy okay. is ready, the light goes on. When he's ready to be in a relationship, the light goes on. Does a relationship? That, a relationship. As so far does as that sex, speak to you? The lights, no, on. the light's always, it's always on. Yeah. on. Even if someone no, else but is it's, Yeah, but as far as, like... That made no sense. That made, that made perfect sense to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Glad it worked out. Yeah, so... No, but no, as far as a guy being ready for a relationship, that something happens, like the, the cosmos collides, and he's got the job, and whatever, he feels good about himself, and his light goes on, and so the next woman he meets, who generally fits his criteria, is the one who's going to be... In relationship with them, what do you guys think about that? Because it's similar to the whole timing is everything, but I, I mean, just know that's a cliche that women throw at My them. response would be that it's certainly, whatever, if that's true or not, it does not fall along gender lines. Um, I would say that, in my experience, yes, that I think, you know, when you are ready for a relationship, that it is more about, you know, you are more likely to fall into a relationship with someone who you might not have if you weren't ready to be in a relationship. Right. Um, but I wouldn't say that, like, for a guy, all things fall into place and that, like, that as a general rule, I think is... I think it I think it depends on the guy, because I know guys who they've decided they're going to get married and it's just, well, I'm with this person. So this is yeah, and women marry. too, you're right. Right, yeah. but I don't... I've been ready to be in a relationship for seven years. I haven't been in one <laughs> until nine months ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, if you're dead set on not being in a relationship, I don't care who you meet. It's it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna happen. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you're ready, it doesn't mean the next person you meet, depending on the person, or the next person you meet is going to be the one you're in a relationship with. I th I do think timing is a lot. I don't I don't know that it's everything, but I think it is a lot. I think that, um, you know, no relationship is the same as any other one that anyone has been in so all relationships are different and they're i like snowflakes <laughs> they really are i believe um and so you know uh this idea of like wait like the right person coming along i think is not necessarily as true or as important as being in the right place well that even breaks down to the minutia of how you are the day you meet somebody if you're in a good mood and you're and you're feeling confident and you're comfortable in yourself. You're gonna your energy is gonna come off one way. They're gonna see that if you've had a really crappy day or you're not feeling great about yourself or something went wrong that you don't necessarily want to share. Your energy is gonna be different. And so that timing, that's just like how your di yeah. your day was. Yeah, but I would say that the first meeting generally is a very small variable. As a, I don't as know how many people have you written off, but how many people have you written off on a first date because they just weren't you weren't feeling it. And that feeling it, I think, is sometimes just a. I've been written off on first date. Right. I don't know. Me is too drunk considered not feeling it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Sometimes, I'm uh, you know, I have a bad hair day. <laughs> 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 
What you guys can't see is that Anthony doesn't really have any hair. It, it looks it's good spiked, on him. It's spiked though. right now. You just can't tell. <laughs> it right. looks it's good. invisible. All right, let's, let's hair. move on. Let's, pretty cool. let's move on to another one that I'm definitely also curious about the male perspective. Uh, sex on a first date dooms any chance of a relationship. And this is a very American thing, I think, too, that if you have sex on a first date, you're not going to have a relationship. You guys have funny things uh, there are on. countries where that's yeah, I guess it is pretty normal and from what I dated, I've heard, I dated a guy. People. I dated a guy who lived in like Australia, and he said that it yeah. was not a big deal. Oh yeah, is that um, what he said? <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <Does> that <work>? no, no, <laughs> no, in my country, <laughs> that's funny. Um, the first hour. No, but it, Aziz Ansari in his book Modern Romance, like he goes to different countries where sex is a lot. Like we we puritanicalize it a little bit more in this country. But in general, right, but what are your opinions on? No, I I know my buddy's married with kids, and he. Right. Had made love. Well, no, made love. He had sex with his <laughs> then girlfriend. He told you that he made love. He I mean, it depends on the sex, I guess. Detail. Of course, it depends on. The Remember sex. that saying? I, uh, someone once told me that men use intimacy to get the sex, and women use sex to get to intimacy. And so, uh, I don't know how that plays into this, but I, I don't really. I, I think if there's a connection, there's a connection whether you have sex on the first date or not. There's the chemistry is not something you can't overthink chemistry. It's like kind of biological. Well, and there are so many things that go into having sex. Like if you have sex on the first date because you're both wasted and you just feel like having sex, but you're not really into each other. Of course, it's not going to lead to a second date anyway. Versus if you have a ten hour first date that ends up in having sex, right? right. That's amazing. But you had a connection, then you're going to have a second date anyway. I think it's sort of a cliche that we use to excuse the fact that. Sometimes you just want to have sex and you weren't into that person other right, than yeah. wanting to have True. sex. True. The yeah. only... I agree. I mean, I don't think it dooms a relationship by any stretch. Although I will say that like, there is something to be said about you know, longing and wanting something that like, prolongs a relationship... That can launch you into a relationship in a way that maybe like having something right away won't but you, you and know? i have talked about recently that intimacy is more engaging than sex like i can have sex with somebody but it really is going to be them that i'm going to want to be more interested in like the, the whole like wanting is more about the person and and getting to know them more than i mean the sex is obviously a huge part of it but it's like i find i find the idea of getting to know somebody that i'm really excited about just as engaging as the idea of having sex with them so it's like if the sex comes earlier on it's still not a deal breaker if i'm that interested in getting to know them more as a person uh i agree you do no i, I mean the whole thing of like holding out on sex because it's like you're uh, you know like you're dangling a carrot or something yeah it's i'm like, with you on this well yeah. after like five days or five dates or if you're australian three hours <laughs> like okay so then you had sex like is that is that gonna last you for the next 20 years right right i don't i, I think i have another i mean what about a hand job on the first day <laughs> that's does that different. doom the relationship true. yeah it's like yeah if you don't go all the way but you do the whole uh, I was going to make a weird joke about sheets. I don't know. Um, wait, so uh, I know, I'm just I'm, I've had uh, too much rosé already. Wait, so jokes. so for the three of you guys, you would not say that sex on a first date is a deal breaker for a woman. No, no, not at all. No, that you're not looking at the whole like Madonna horror thing. That like, oh, she's like either going to be the future mother of your children or she's the other bad word that I don't really like. No, I mean I know I've. What's the other bad word? Whore. I don't like that word. You just said it like twice. I know, but I don't <laughs> want to. But like, but. 
I said it as a, as a phrase, not as, you know, an actual No, word I wouldn't I look use. at a woman who has sex with me the first night as a whore. Thank you. If she had sex with two of my friends after that directly. <laughs> yes, then you do. <laughs> <laughs> and if there was cash involved, then that makes it's it happened, sort of a black actually. and white circumstance. Yeah. I know a guy who dated a prostitute and he had sex with her on the first date. <laughs> <But Yeah. that's, laughs> really? <laughs> no, yeah, Are they yeah, still yeah. happily together? Do they I have mean, four children and live in there was, It was an arrangement the first time. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, wow. And that turned into a relationship? It wasn't a successful relationship, okay. but it was a relationship nonetheless. But it wasn't a deal breaker. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving know. on, moving on from the prostitution. Um, which, hey, you know, it's no, I don't judge, no judgments it's the here. The oldest pr- profession. It's true. Um, okay, moving on to the next dating cliche. We're going to go with this one. You have to love yourself. Before you can love anyone else. No. Can no. I jump in on this and say, yes, I'm going really? to be the devil's advocate. And I say, totally absolutely. I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, positively. So we're, like, we're two against two 100%. Right now. Yes. Agreed. I fucking love my girlfriend and I, I hate me. No, I'm just kidding. That's no, fine. Um, no, I have a. <laughs> Wait, no, Andrew, I, I feel like, like, like we should talk Real about quick. this. I feel like we should open this. No, no, no. no. I, it's. I don't know. I mean. It's tough for someone to love you if you're walking around like a miserable fuck all the time because you hate yourself. Right. I mean, unless you're really into that stuff. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. Ben and I were talking about this in a bar. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, no, and I. You're saying, hey, you need to, we we got really, really drunk and we got really deep. No. And he's like. I never get deep when I'm drunk. He's like, you need to. This is just a one-time thing. I don't know how it happened. Maybe you're not finding a relationship because you don't love yourself. And then we saw two girls making out in the corner, and we completely switched off. <laughs> He's like, hey, those two chicks are making out. And then we just looked at them for the next 15 minutes. They were pretty hot. Yeah, it was, yeah. Wait, but, but, but wait, Ben, but do you love yourself? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I mean, it's, I... Not I, physically, I, not in the physical sense of the word. Uh, well, in the physical sense of the word, I love myself several times a day. Um, <laughs> no, uh, in, the, in the emotional sense, or the, you know, I... I think it's I don't know that I'm constantly in in a perpetual state of loving myself but I I like everyone I think it's a constantly shifting evolving right. state of sometimes yes and sometimes struggling to love myself and accept myself Yeah that's human uh, that's yeah, everyone Exactly So do you love yourself Anthony? I I do like I agree with him at at times there are moments of why did I do that why did I act that way how can I improve but I think you know it's 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 um Healthy to say, you know, not, didn't do my best today, but doesn't make me the worst person in the world, can do better tomorrow, can still love myself. But going back to, to, to the original question, like I've always believed that conflict and anytime you have a conflict with someone or there's an argument or there's some friction in a relationship, oftentimes in my experience, it doesn't have to do with the relationship with the other person. It has to do with the relationship with yourself. That's where things tend to heat up. Uh, I was talking to a friend the other day. Many times when we see a bad quality in someone or when we perceive, that's, uh, I guess, a better word, when we perceive a bad quality in someone, it's something that we don't like about ourselves. I would say that's not most of the time. I would say that's like 99% 99 of the time. time. Yes. You guys are Mm, I don't know. Wait, all right. Yeah, I don't don't know about that because I feel like a lot of people who – can never grasp loving themselves love other people like i love myself i i i'm a flawed human like anybody else but i love myself but like i feel like there are people who are 
much better at loving other people and supporting other people and taking care of other people than themselves. So again, I just don't think it's another. But does that come from an unconditional place, or does that come with condition? Like, oh, I'm a caretaker because that makes me feel better about myself. Uh, Yeah, it could because that makes me feel like you know. It's like, oh well, I you know I I love everyone you know, and I'm a caretaker. But I mean, do you love to be needed or do you need to be loved? I'm talking about really loving and supporting somebody else, and whether whatever it does for you. The idea that you can't love somebody else until you truly love yourself. I don't know if I buy into that because uh, yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people struggle with really loving and accepting themselves, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be incredible partners or family members or, or siblings or, you know, children of people. Um, I think it's something everybody, I just don't think it's a, I don't think it's a black and white deal breaker. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My I guess we're going to be split were, on this. My grandparents were deeply in love and I, I don't, I never remember my grandfather discussing how much he loved himself. But, but <laughs> because loving, he did, he didn't have to talk about it. it. Dodging it bullets and from it the Nazis. It also doesn't need to be a conscious thing. You're, not all people are necessarily conscious of the fact of whether or not they love themselves. But I feel like the, I feel like with a dating cliche though, since we're talking about cliches and all of the ones on this list, we pulled out 10, we're talking about four, I'll put the rest of them on our website. They were all things that I found specifically uh, about cliches about love or cliches about dating. So these are things that people sort of use as mantras for themselves. And I think the idea of, you know, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. When we say that to ourselves, it's because we feel like we need to better ourselves and we need to yeah, like, well, you know, take bubble baths and do well, maybe yoga the word, maybe the word love is too loaded. Love. And maybe it's more about you instead of okay saying love yourself. yourself, I'm content with myself and I know who I am. I, and I also totally I think the way you framed it now, Jacqueline, is is wrong. It's not about being worthy of love. It's be about being capable of love. I, I yes, agree right with there. that, I'm but with I think as a cliche, we talk about it as being worthy of love. That I especially, think, especially opinion, as that, you I don't get talk older, about it in that way. As especially as you get older, we get older. You know, we're in our like the longer you go on being single, it's more about like what am I doing wrong? And so the cliche is about like, oh, I don't love myself enough, so I'm not ready to love anybody else. That's why that's why we call it a cliche. On obviously on a deeper ex- right. existential level, there's so many shades of gray. As a dating cliche, it's a generalization that oh, you don't love yourself, and so you're not ready f- to love somebody else. Well, all this else. shit is yes, just telling people, hey, it's okay. All you're saying is, hey, it's okay. You're not with anybody. Like, oh, it's all right. It's going to happen when you don't expect it. It's like, what does that mean? Right. You've, it's just better than saying, you know what? You're unattractive and you suck to be around. <laughs> I, can't, just, I can't see anybody tolerating or you. Or on the positive side, just did ha- timing hasn't worked out yet. Like you just haven't or you haven't met that person. See, or like, someone for everybody. Guys, That's bullshit. So then you guys believe in coincidences and I don't. I don't believe that it's just hasn't happened yet. I don't think that. I think it's I all I within control to I, a certain degree. I, I, I don't think Andrew and I need control. to switch seats. I think we gotta, <laughs> gotta draw a line here down the, the table. I know. And, then, sort of and then Anthony and I are gonna hold hands. I do not and, believe uh, that dating or falling in love is something you can control. I believe that there's you can control I believe, dating. You're, well, yeah. I mean, like you just you go can, on dates, then you date. Of you're course, See, but you can't control the outcome. Falling you can't, in not with that attitude. Sorry, I disagree with you. You're. You're talking about it as though it's this like emotional thing that just overcomes no, you. I, no, I'm not. Like, no, totally no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. As opposed to making a choice to love someone. No, I'm not. You're right. There is a certain amount of choice, but I also believe there's a certain amount of chance. Like I, I've loved every man that I've dated. It doesn't mean that we were right. That everything is going to work loved out for every half- man you've dated. Well, every man I've dated significantly, <laughs> not like every guy I've met. Some on a of the date guys with. you've dated. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now that's a that's a Jeez topic Christ. for off radio. No, but you I mean, do love everybody. I'm. Just, I do love. Everybody, Even no, the Australian? Every- 
the answer. She only loved him for three hours. No, say I, I dated an Australian girl once. And I she did lived too. here in Bushwick, and you know what? Never. Again. No, Me too. Get him. Never. Worst. My worst again. dating experience ever is also with an is Australian. That what we're is that okay concluding? to be racist against Australians? <laughs> I yeah, I guess it is. I think they're like, all descendants oh. and criminals. South Park should do a blame Australia. Oh. Anyway, all right. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> no, we've gone whoa, whoa, whoa. delightfully off topic. Um, no, but going back to the whole uh, the timing thing, it's not that I that Foster's sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should get them on next season. Um, but no, I don't believe that there that I don't believe that dating is something you can completely control that you can completely just decide to love someone and you're going to live happily ever after nor do I believe that you have to be in some cosmically perfect situation for your perfect someone to walk in and that's going to be it you can't decide it's, to love someone just like you can't decide to be happy exactly it, it is what it is you can do but there things. is work I, you can do yes of course there is work you can do but you can't just choose to make everything work out you're people right. are different that and that's why there's a lot of you divorce. can't decide to be Australian. <laughs> you can't decide to like. You just yeah. tweak your accent. Ben a little is bit. not happy. You got to right be now. English to begin with, or Irish. <laughs> no, what? Wait, no, Ben, you're you're shaking your head over there, though. So you think that you can meet anybody and just decide not to anyone. love them? I think if two people decide to love each other, it can. That's you're talking about like De Niro was pitching to Sharon Stone in Casino. No, we'll just be together for a while and we'll figure it out. I like that. I like that scene. I don't know. All right. Well, let's. We sort of. We've sort of touched on this already. Um, But the the you mentioned Andrew. Like you'll find him when you stop looking. You'll find her when you stop looking. Um, Let's do one more before. What what have we not done, Ben? Um, Did we do all four of them? Can we lighten it up a little bit, maybe? Because we just got intense in here. Well, it was good. I'm glad we did. But all right, sure. Lighten it up. Pick another one. All right. A simple one would be number two. All right, go for you. you so the two date call. All right, so this is like a very like cliche date, like very like early dating thing. The two day calling or texting rule that you don't call or text somebody for two days after a good date. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, how is that return <laughs> working out for you, Tony? No, I'm just trying. Why don't to, I just like, fire, find a number here. on my wallet and uh, I'll ask? <laughs> I fucked. think honestly, I think nine days, three hours. Exactly. That's, right, right. That's nine days to yeah. the second, and three hours to the second, and then you're in. Andrew? I hear in Australia you text a minute <laughs> after the date. Uh, okay, here, that whole thing started with swingers. Yeah, it did. Like, everyone yeah. saw that. Really? Great movie. Oh, I don't remember. I didn't, well, I mean, I was like fucking 14 when it came out, so it's not like I was like crushing You're dating yourself, and Not like I, I had a, yeah, whatever, 35. But cares. that was before 12. texting. That was a phone call. Oh, and yeah, fucking he texting? Like, that was like answering machine bombing. That, you that still call, and Ben still different. calls. Because Tony, text, do you still call? Um... Occasionally, but it's really I, I I think it's sort of it's sort of a lost art. I but Tony, you're a writer, and uh, from what you've told me and from what I've heard, yes. And I just met you, but I with texting, it's like you you have like a, a week to plan out what you're or whatever hours to plan out what you're gonna text. Yeah, I'm with when you, you on call, this. you're on the fucking spot. You are yeah. the spot. You better get your shit together. I think texting is very dangerous in that way because I think I think you know. Right. They don't really know who you are. You don't really know. I just, you know what? I'm going to get personal here. I had a long distance relationship and we were texting a lot. And I was like, wow, this is, this is phenomenal. This is going so great. And, you know, we spent some time, you know, in person together and it just, it didn't click at all. And I I had no idea who this person was, you know, and you, it's like, that's why the phone call is better. The next time somebody texts me, the next time somebody texts me, I love you. 
I'm going to tell them to go fuck themselves. That's uh, what my I'm girlfriend say. texted me, I love you today. <laughs> oh, okay, and I yeah, told her to go about fuck that. herself. Good, good, good. She loves you. Though. And now, like, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Wait, in, but, yeah. all right, but, all right, again, coming, from, let's come back to, like, all right, so, you know. And we're not addressing any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a guy, you go out with a girl, and you really like her. Do you wait for two days because you want to, like, make her, like, keep her guessing? Uh, the funny thing is, like, even if I didn't wait for two days, I would reference the fact that I didn't wait but yeah, I would wait. But you would wait for as a game, or you would wait just because uh, you didn't have it's anything stupid. to say? I, I, I would wait because everyone is accepting of like. Yeah, I don't you think it's wait. as a game. I think the term "game" is silly, and I think if someone uses it as a game, then it's one All thing. Right, well, when do you text? But after for a good me, day? it's not about being a game. It's about creating the right emotional environment for a relationship to blossom out of. That's and that's when you say what's up after two days. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that creating the right emotion? But it's empire? about it's about allowing someone to miss me or about allowing someone to want to hear from me. Right. 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 But you know it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder, but fonder for who? Yeah, you just met him. It's like, well, you know, it's like, it, it, I feel like, I feel like, you know, we really do, I mean, and, and it's great for them, but we really do overthink all these all these things, and we and once you get, I mean, I think you, the, really all you could do is put your best foot forward. You know, I think of it as like you know when an actor comes into an audition, you do a great job, you do a bad job, whatever. It's you know next. But it's you and you know moment. you either get it or you don't, and it's and, and it's the same thing. You can't take it personally. It's it's yeah, sort but if of, you really really want that fucking role and you didn't get it, it hurts. It sucks. It hurts. It's the worst feeling ever. Well, I I'm know. Gonna, but. I'm gonna read down these ten cliches that we were. Some of them we talked about. Some of them we haven't. Because I think the thing about cliches is that they're like we were saying before. The things that we use to pacify ourselves for why something went wrong. And when it comes down to it, we could say bullshit on all of them. So here they are. Number one, you'll find him or her when you stop looking. Which contrasts to, like, you have to put yourself out there, that you can't just, like, stay home watching Netflix and eating nachos. You've got to, like, go out on dates. Both sides of them can work. Both sides of them don't work. Whatever. Number two, the two-day calling or texting rule that we just talked about, which, ladies, um, you've heard from the gentleman. Uh, number three, a man should pay on the first date, which we have not gotten to, so we'll hold that for the future. Number four, sex on a first date dooms any chance of a relationship. Five, you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Six, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Seven, it's not who you meet, it's when you meet, a.k.a. timing is everything. Eight, everything happens for a reason. Nine, love like you've never been hurt. And ten, love is blind. I think all of those are things that you could hold on to, but you could say sayonara to when, you know, if, you're, if things just don't fucking work out. Can I just say better to have loved and won? And never got hurt ever? Yes, of course. I think right. that's better than the losing part. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> it's better to have loved well, and do, lost and never loved learn. at all? Can you Google no, if that's better true? better to have loved and won and never gotten hurt ever? I think would be like... I don't know. I it's not like, really winning. I feel like the win wouldn't be that good if you haven't like experienced a couple losses that's first. That's true, but I feel know? like there's something wrong with a silver spoon and you can get one. Yeah. yeah. I do agree with better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all. If I'm never in love again, I've had some amazing loves in my life. You loved every guy you dated. That's true. <laughs> well, maybe better just... There haven't been uh, that many of Any guy I've had a two-minute conversation no, with. No, a guy that I've been in a relationship with. Not every every schmuck who I've you know had a glass of wine with. All right. Uh, before we take... Leaves me out. Before we take our break, uh, let's just check in with our guests about where they are in their dating and work lives. Anthony, you've got a very exciting project coming up. Yes, I do. I have a, a play called Yeah, I Met This Girl. Uh, opening January 29th at the Under St. Mark's Theater. It's all about single men in New York City. 
Uh, we close on Valentine's Day. Come out and check this show out. It's going to be great. How can they find out more? And get uh, just you can go to my website, uh, www.elsinorecounty.com. I like how people still say www. Like there's a like there's like an alternate. alternative. <laughs> it, it, actually, mine's wwz. Mine's triple x. But yeah, check check us out. Tickets go on sale in two weeks. This is our sixth production. Uh, we just came off uh, winning t- uh, two New York Innovative Theater Awards, awesome. so we're really excited about our, uh, this next work, and it's it should be a, it should be a fun show, especially if we're you know talking about relationships. And absolutely, being yeah, out there. absolutely, awesome. awesome. Thank you. What about you, Andrew? In the exciting world of beer distribution. Yes, in the very exciting uh, world of beer. Well, I mean, like, what what beer are we drinking today? Uh, this is Southern Tier Live. Southern Tier is from uh, brewery from upstate New York. Uh, it's a it needs a little more alcohol in it. Okay. Okay. I actually have two beers in my bag. I was, I was going to bring. Oh, it's got more yeah. booze in it, Ben. Uh, yeah, this is uh, it's one of our, our one of no, my favorite tasty. breweries. Very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks. Well, what beers are in what beers are in your bag? Uh, I have Hill Farmstead, which is from Vermont, which is like a hardcore beer nerd beer. It's legit. It's uh, not overrated at all. It's just a really good beer. But people drive up to Vermont and buy a bunch and then drive back down, which I would never do because I don't have that much time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's people are drinking insane amounts of beer this December. Awesome, because you know those those balmy seventy degree December evenings that we have in New York City and drink in a beer garden. Um, and yeah, it's really boring this time of year. It's just reviewing people and writing okay. reviews, and but being happily reviews. coupled. Yeah, I'm with uh, with ten months. Congratulations! Thanks. We're in love. I'm going to finally meet her on Wednesday. I can't wait. And I'm I'm, I'm okay with myself, but I love her. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to take a very quick break so that you can hear a little bit from our sponsor, the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid, and we will be right back. Everybody gets broke down when you keep your head 
you're listening to this show, you've probably used Tinder, you've probably used OkCupid, and maybe you're bored of these human dating apps. Want to play matchmaker with some more interesting couples? Food couples? Say, drinks and cheese? Well, you can now with the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid app. What beverage complements your cheese? What cheese complements your beverage? Wisconsin Cheese Cupid has the answer. Just choose beverage or cheese in need of a soulmate, and Wisconsin Cheese Cupid will do the rest. Feeling a bit adventurous? Pairing Roulette will create a random yet perfectly delicious pairing for you. So if you're sick of swiping left and right, put aside the dating struggles and make a match that'll satisfy even the loneliest of the lonely. Go to CheeseCupid.com or find CheeseCupid in the App Store. Happy matchmaking. And we are back. Our lovely engineer, Liz, just brought us another round of drinks. Andrew poured us another tasty beer. We're we're double fisting all around here. Um, And uh, now that we are back, we just want to wrap things up really quickly. We're running out of time here by briefly discussing where we are at, Jacqueline and I, in our dating lives after this full season. Um, So we can, you know keep you hooked to come back yeah. next time around. So Jacqueline, where are you at right now and what what is your takeaway from our first season here? Well, it's been really weird. Like I'm not I'm not a very uh public person with my personal life. Like most of my writing work focuses on other people. And so this this past couple months in general has been a really interesting study in sort of just talking about myself like with the the written pieces that I've written for a couple clients that I've talked about on the show. And then this whole dating thing, I honestly um I'm still where I was in the summer. Like our first show, I broke up with a guy right before we came on the show. He and I are still in touch. He's part of the project we're doing in January, talking to exes about why things haven't worked. Um, I've dated guys since him. I've been offline. I will go back online in January, like renewed and reinvigorated. I will do it, um, but I'm I'm back to at least being in that positive place I was at before, where like I have a really awesome life. And I get to to do a lot of amazing things that uh, I I appreciate. And dating is a part of that. And not dating sometimes is a part of that. But all I know is I feel very grateful that I've had wonderful love in my life. I've had a wonderful period of singleton in my life. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm still single (laughs) since when we started. Are you excited to be dating right now or to date right now? Are you kind of in like a I'm not really looking to date at this moment? um, No, I'm definitely looking to date, but I'm not in that like feeling pressured to date. Like I would rather just meet people and talk to people and be more engaged with the people I have in my life, uh, both through new people through work. I've done some weird consulting. I helped a friend uh, open a wine bar last week and and just getting out there and just engaging with real people in real life is honestly much more exciting to me than uh, phoning it in for dates. But I'm still open to dating and I still feel very calm and confident and, and ready for that. So I'm, I'm very happy and lucky going into this holiday season. How about you? I have a couple dates coming up this week. You do? Um, for those of you who are... A couple of dates with different women? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, um, you will know that I asked out one of our, our guests, guests yeah. on an episode earlier in the season. She and I have been continuing to see each other, and uh, I'll be seeing her again this week. And then also, I just uh, I had a really exciting thing happen for me this past week, which was that this play that I have written and that oh, I which perform. was so good. I saw that reading on Thursday. Ben, you have never been sexier, honestly. Like, oh, you are you. an alluring performer. You've got a ridiculous energy about you that 
I was like, damn, I want like a billion women to be watching this because it's so good. Well, one woman in particular did see it. And uh, she like kind of caught my eye after when I was talking about the play with her. And uh, so I like got in touch with her and asked her out, and I'm seeing her this week ah, as well. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got a couple irons on the fire, and uh, you know I'm awesome. psyched. It's fun. Awesome. I'm having a good time. So I think I think the whole takeaway from the show in general is just be where you are, like whether it's a dating cliche or just uh, dating or not dating. Um, being yourself feels good, huh? It does. Just being your own skin and being wherever you are. Because what's the alternative? That's true. The alternative is like nothing. The alternative is all those cliches we put upon ourselves for no reason other than that we are told we should. Bam. I feel like Boom. we I know I feel like we started that there. Even if it was a cricket We were one. trying to keep it we were trying to I, know. I, I was trying to keep it light give, give, get us out here sorry. on like a positive Shit, you know? Personally yeah, I'd like to be George Clooney. Wait, what about George Clooney? I was just saying, rather than being myself, if I could be him for a little bit, even for George a week. Clooney? He's not happy. No. George Clooney's <laughs> not happy. Miserable, miserable yeah. bastard. Oh, now I wonder who I could be if I could be anybody. <laughs> All right. Don't worry. Don't worry. If you're not happy, no one else is. There so you if you're not happy, then you're George Clooney. <laughs> no one's happy. So happy holidays from Love Fights Radio. If you're not happy, nobody's happy. Um, well, Anthony, Andrew, thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you guys us. for joining us today. It was thank great to have you back. Blast. Thanks. And, and happy ben, holidays to all, yes. of course, and to you, of and course, Jacqueline, you, ben, my like, lovely my, co-host. My favorite thing about the show is that I just get to spend two hours with you every week. That would probably be my favorite thing about the show, too, if I were you. Prob- oh, <laughs> 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 all right. oh, I'm such a jerk. No, you I love s- you dearly, and of course, yeah, I enjoy yeah, every yeah. second I get to spend staring at your lovely eyes across the table here. Likewise. I love you, Ben. Um, so thank you guys for listening. That is our very long show for today. We will be back Monday, January 4th at 4 p.m. We really hope that you come back and join us then. Until then, you can hear all of our podcast episodes and subscribe and review us on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook as Love Bites Radio. Our engineer today was the amazing Liz Smith. Thank you so much for all of the work you've done for us this year, Liz. We really adore you. Give Thanks. yourself a round of applause over the, yeah, over the that, right? effects board. Yeah, there that's for you. We adore her. Thank you to the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid for being our sponsor this season. We really, really love you. Please check them out. Um, our theme song for the last time today, because we're going to change it up next season, is Chloroform Perfume by Ben Rosenblatt's band No Denial. Thank you to them. We're going to have a new theme song fresh in 2016. What will it be? Well, we don't. We haven't decided yet. <laughs> we're we're I was, I know, I was making I it seem like we decided and we're I keeping know, it a but mystery. As, and you're just like, we haven't done our homework. Well, because as, as the type A person, <laughs> like, shit, we haven't done it. I haven't. Uh, and, all right. Yeah. All right. We're going to get to that. But anyway, and uh, thank you to No Denial for being our theme song. We will see you back in 2016. We are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. This is Love Bites Radio. Happy holidays. We hope you have a super sexy new year. Bye. Is chloroform perfume Just one whiff And you start to swim Now tell me listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org 
Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 